0: How's it going, everyone? Uh, sorry about the quality of this, but it would take me uh, just as long to set up my gear to record this message as this message will end up being. Um, we are taking the week off this week, and instead of you know recording a solo episode, I'm just going to splice together two of the episodes that appeared on both of our lists. This is something that me and Mario have talked about doing in case... We just decided we didn't want to do an episode, um, and that week has come. So we are going to be uh, rebroadcasting both of our Spirited Away conversations. It was number 47 on Mario's list. It was number 62 on uh, my list. Uh, We will be back next week with uh, a new episode um, talking about... Either something from Sight and Sound or something on Criterion or something new. Uh, We haven't really discussed it yet, but either way, we will be back. Uh, Please enjoy this Spirited Away conversation or these Spirited Away conversations. Um, I remember them being very good. Um, I think together they'll make a good, you know, uh, chunk of conversation. All right, thanks a lot. Uh, See everyone next week. Back. my number 62 is a movie that we are going to be talking about later uh in the year not too much later uh maybe a dozen episodes um from now or so so we'll kind of confine our discussion of it to uh my own personal relationship to it um and then any like further analysis we'll do we'll do later when we do it when it appears on mario's list um to that end, my number 62 is Hayao Miyazaki's uh, 2001 masterpiece, Spirited Away. In
1: worlds seen and unseen, where spirits are transformed
0: <laughs> and sorcerers rule. <laughs>
1: The witch, Ibaba,
0: controls you by stealing your name. If you completely forget it, you'll never find your way home. Your name belongs to me now.
1: One girl's future depends on her judgment.
0: Aren't you getting wet out there? I'll leave the door open for you.
1: Her courage. It's Haku! He's hurt! Haku! Haku! This way! Her loyalty. Who helped me before? Now I want to help him. Everyone, I need my shoes and clothes, please.
0: And remembering one thing above all else.
1: I want you to know my real name. It's Chihiro.
0: Uh, Spirited Away won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature that year. Um, For a while, it was the highest grossing um, film in um, Japan's history. Um, I think Disney owns the rights to it now, which is a bummer. Um, that Disney owns all the Studio Ghibli shit, um, but Disney owns everything that's anima- animated now. Every single DVD of these things comes with like an introduction happy from Happy Feet. Do they own Happy from Feet? John Lasseter. Oh god! I'm just like, John Lasseter, get the fuck out of here!
1: It's just like, it's in
0: subtitles, hugs you. Ugh, yeah, uh, John Lasseter. Um, so I got to uh, so Miyazaki through. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I got there through Akira, and I wanted more Akira, and there wasn't anymore Akira, and so um, I was just looking for stuff like Akira, um, and uh, the Nausicaa Valley of the Wind graphic novels um, that Miyazaki um, wrote and illustrated came up. Um, and then there was—I found out there was a movie for Nausicaa Valley of the Wind, and then I found out that they had just released apparently a movie in that everyone considered a masterpiece um of cinema on dvd so i went out and i watched it and that was spirited away um but i remember too much about like the obviously it was on dvd was you know probably in my bedroom you know was i don't know 21 at the time um i have no idea what i was doing but um a lot of things stuck with me um the entrance when they first enter the amusement park as i see it um that shot down that narrow corridor, that first, when they kind of go in and they enter that tr- that station, um, those really still, almost photographic images of, like, the fountain and the benches and just all these things just kind of sitting there. It was unlike any other animated movie I had um, encountered up to that point. Um, and then the no-face, obviously, just is a, one of the genius characters in the film and then you get to the train sequence um, and there's like a YouTube video that is not very good but its title is really good and it says that like you know the train sequence is one of the great scenes in film history and I, I think I have to agree um, the music is perfect there are very few blues in cinema that look like The blue of that sky the blue of that ocean um that convey the same complex but fully realized emotions as that train sequence does um and then the 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 scene the sequence at zaniba's house is such and its stillness is in stark contrast to the kind of chaos of the scenes that we just witnessed back at the bathhouse um and I don't know I didn't go into like the details of like what this movie is about or like any of that but we'll we'll do all that stuff. We'll do that stuff when we talk about it with yours. I think the thing I want to say the reason this movie I mean this movie's on my list. It would be on my list anyway um because of all those things. It's just a wonderful movie. I love it very much. Um but it's become like a more complicated movie for me in the sense that the films of Hayao Miyazaki are now very important to my kids. Um or we had my son in the birthing center that we had him, there was a um, tv and a dvd player and my daughter watched Ponyo and Kiki while in the other room my wife was having a baby. And I could hear Ponyo and Kiki's delivery service like through the wall while my wife was trying to have this baby. Um, my kids dressed up as Kiki and Gigi that year for Halloween. We've been to... Um, you know, when they have the Ghibli Fest every year, which is kind of like a bullshit festival, but is an awesome way to see like these movies that came out twenty years ago on like a huge screen with a always a sold out group of people. We've paid our fifty dollars in tickets to go see these movies. They're they're huge movies. Um, our family is very attached to them. Totoro and um, all of these movies. You know, my kids have had stuffed Totoros their whole life, and um. I think the complicated thing for me now is that my relationship to these movies have shifted and I don't know if I think this might be something and I don't, I don't want to sound like a dickhead when I say this and I'm not saying this to belittle anybody that doesn't have kids but it's interesting when I think you become a parent and you start looking at these things solely through the eyes of your kids so my admiration for this movie has changed a little bit we just watched this on Tuesday night um for this podcast and I want I wanted to make sure that they they watched it with me and they both just kind of sat there. My daughter's seen it before, but my son hadn't seen it and um they both just kind of sat there just dumbfounded. Like they didn't really know what to do with themselves. They they just kind of ate up everything that was happening. Um they weren't scared in the places that I kind of thought that they'd be scared. They weren't confused. They didn't have any questions. They just let it kind of wash over them. And I think the thing that I'm interested in now, and the reason why there's like, I think a question mark next to all of these movies is that I didn't really get exposed to this kind of stuff when I was a kid. Um, I know you have a much richer film biography than I do. Um, I picked this stuff up when I was 21, and I was really kind of marveling at the artistry on display, where now I want to see, having shown these films to my kids, I want to see where it goes. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see what having seen Spirited Away inspires in them, you know, creatively or artistically or any of this stuff. And maybe that's too presumptuous to assume that it will. But I find them so amazing. I wonder if they also find them amazing. And if they do find them amazing, how that inspires them going forward in their life. You know what I mean? Um And I don't know the answer to that question. And it's it's something I think about kind of all the time. Like, what are we going to, where does this go? Like, stuff that we, so we just, me and my daughter just watched a couple of scenes from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And she was, like, just dying of laughter, like, at the Black Knight part. Um, I don't know how many nine-year-olds in her school have seen, like, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. What does it do to her? Did I just give her Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and now I have to wait to see what that does? I think the reason I showed it to her is because her sense of humor aligns to Monty Python and the Holy Grail. She loves that stuff. Um, But now I'm I'm sharing it, you know what I mean? I think one of the interesting things about the pivotal film list is that, like, I don't know how you feel about this, but these are, like, my movies, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I own them, and Spirited Away now is a movie that I feel like I don't own anymore. Like, I'm sharing it. I'm sharing it with them. And the full realization of what it means to me is not going to be known until they're older, until I can see where they end up. Um, And that's really interesting to me um, as a dad. And I I think that's, from my perspective, that's really kind of all I want to say about this do you do you have anything you want to add before we kind of turn to your sixty two and then we'll I mean, take this back up and you know it's hard I think guess so. it's
1: gonna be the big conversation because anything I want to bring up right now because we're we have, we have such a soon discussion on it you know we're we're it's three, not, three and a half months away yeah, yeah. Uh, for having a discussion on this film that I'm just gonna wait um okay which is which is which is totally and and, fine. My, and your connection to it I, I just obviously that same connection isn't there for me. I, I like this movie on a much more intellectual level. Right. Um, I definitely don't like it because of my kids. Because <laughs> they are none. Although today, some woman wished me a happy Father's Day. And I looked at her, and instead of saying the appropriate thing, which I think would be like thank you or whatever, I said, I'm not, I don't have kids.
0: Well, it's not even Father's Day.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Not even kind of close to Father's Day. I mean, it's after Mother's Day, so that's the next one, I guess. Memorial Day. Do you wish people happy Memorial Day?
0: I I don't, but yeah,
1: <laughs> okay. to show you how far away from <laughs> that sort of connection I am, you know. Uh, so yeah, um, but I think that's the great thing about the Miyazaki films overall is there is, there is kind of like a profound connection you can have to them mm-hmm. in um, you know your own unique way. And you know what is it? Four of the five highest-grossing Japanese films. Uh, Japanese produced films in Japan are Miyazaki movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and Miyazaki, bar none, is con- probably considered the greatest animated director pop- ever. I would say, um, well, just yeah. because he's able to create such intricately human film. Well, we were um, talking about um, that, world building, so fat-
0: yeah, just a second ago. There's a depth to, even though we like we don't know a lot in Spirited Away, like going into it, you feel like you know everything. Yeah, exactly. As you're looking at it, you're just like, "Well, I understand this." Until you don't understand it anymore. The, the sheer amount of nonverbal
1: storytelling that Miyazaki oh. is able to to communicate, which is an essential component of the animated media, you know that that oftentimes is is kind of glistened over in animation. Is you know, there's there's an intrinsic mastery. Um, well, because in in much think... the same way, I look at Miyazaki as being so influenced by you know ozu like sure he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the animator he's the animated ozu ozu's like demand of control over the mise-en-scene um you know everything needing to have some sort of purpose why was a bull positioned here miyazaki is that to a high extent and, mm-hmm. and you don't get like really in-depth pursuits of mise-en-scene in in animated feature to me because of the fact that you know what you want to convey emotionally through the image you're going to do very blatantly, whereas Miyazaki's really intricately weaving small things into his film, and that's going to be more like what I discuss later on. Right. But it just connects to to your point of of that human element, and I think that's why he has such a profound impact. Why nobody says Miyazaki's not for me, you know? Well, yeah,
0: I mean that's the thing. Like I, when could I could you imagine
1: I, if a person said that,
0: I would not know that person anymore.
1: Do we like? Is that like the the the, the no, is that like the uh, do, we, do we put them in water and see if they float? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. We put carrots on their noses and just assume they're witches. Um, is that a thing? That's in, from Monty Python and The Holy Grail. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, anyone that says like it's not for him probably hasn't seen like very much of like a Miyazaki movie.
1: Because maybe see like cows Moving Castle, It's like
0: it's like the more kind of
1: passe sort of his right. films. Um, I mean passe. But to I, the extent of, of being his most commercial.
0: But But I think it's why this movie's interesting because it's I appreciated it in the same way that you did for like ten years, which is like purely on an intellectual level, and then I started feeding them to my kids, and then I'm it's all like emotional now. Like it's turned and I can see So who do I feed this film to? Do I just find a child off the street and he
1: like watches me as Zaki? The
0: parking guy. He looks like he can use some enlightening up. The guy that wanted five dollars for me before. You just gotta tell him. I did, okay. but he still wanted his five. He still wanted his five dollars, even after. No, but he asked me for it, and I've been here a lot of times. Well, if he had seen some Miyazaki, he might you
1: might have a lightened heart. I think so. I think so. We'll have a rather a deep, deep Miyazaki conversation. Uh, maybe not right. super. Maybe not a super deep Miyazaki conversation in fourteen or so weeks. Because we're going to have another Miyazaki conversation after
0: that. Yeah, um, is this your only Miyazaki? Feature? Yeah, because this even th- this one trumps for me. Oh no, I can't I'll say trumps. This one, um, yeah, I'll just say whatever. This one, Biden's for you. No, yeah, this one, this one, Warren's for me. Um, no, this one, De Blasio's for me. No, I can't go. I can't keep doing that. Um, all of the other ones, I think it's it's artistry is that much greater, and its depth of feeling is. Equal to that artistry, I would say, yeah. My
1: higher-ranked movie just has a much more emotionally profound connection. Sure,
0: and like I could, I would see your point being that it's the first one that I ever showed my daughter, and that my higher-ranked one, yeah, and she just glommed onto it. Well, that is that is Um, the
1: penultimate. Sure, and I I
0: understand that, but this Mm -hmm. movie for me, emotions and intellectually for me is just like, the umbrella that is, like, the domed space that is over all of these things. No, that that makes sense. They all seem like they could exist in this universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is, the, it's not like this movie exists in, like, Kiki's universe, or this movie exists in Ponyo's universe, or this movie exists in, like, Castle in the Sky's universe. Like, they exist in this universe. And That's a weird, like, vague distinction to make, but if you've seen all the movies, you're kind of like, yeah, I get it. There's just, there's just, it's everywhere. This, this shit is everywhere. Huh, that's, that's, that's a fair point. You know, that, that's a
1: strong point. Um, but yeah, I guess it's, it's an unfortunate that we're going to have to cut this conversation short, but we'll have a much lengthier conversation. As I said, soon. Tom. Yes? Do you remember the past? How much of the
0: past do you remember? Remember the past? Remember
1: three months ago? Three ish months ago?
0: Sure.
1: When uh, you had a film on your list, I didn't really speak much at all about it. Didn't even really respond to a lot of things you were saying. I just let you. I think that's a lot of movies on the back half of my (laughs) list. You're like, that is just shattered glass. (laughs) Um, This one. No, for me is not my favorite film from this director. But close. But it is the film that I find the most profoundly important in the sense of its universality. The film that's later on, on my list is personal to me. But this film is is something that I, I believe touches everybody i was talking to my friend megan earlier today Hello, megan. i know megan yeah the person um and uh as i mentioned i just watched three movies last night cuz i watched the first half this um last night and then finished it today and she's like oh you haven't seen this movie and it's not you know this is the type of film that not you wouldn't think a lot of people would, would be so universally known but it is it's universally known and universally loved But as I watch it more and more, it just becomes more and more personal to me and and amazes me and impresses me and moves me and frustrates me in the ways I can't access it Mm. um, and the ways I don't understand it because I'm not of its culture. Um, And that movie is Hayao Miyazaki's 2001 Spirited Away. One girl's future depends on her judgment. Aren't you getting wet out there? I'll leave the door open for you. Her courage... It's Haku! He's hurt! Haku! Haku! This way! Her loyalty... Haku helped me before. Now I want to help him. Everyone, I need my shoes and clothes, please.
0: And remembering one thing above all else.
1: I want you to know my real name. It's Chihiro. Walt Disney Studios presents a Studio Ghibli film. Experience a magical movie phenomenon embraced by all the world. Let's go! Prepare to be Spirited Away. Did you describe it back when... Uh, I don't, let's let's do it again.
0: Describe it again.
1: Chihiro and her parents are moving to a new town. They, uh... Father, like any father, tries to take it a nice shortcut. That shortcut leads to a tunnel. Hmm. the father... For some reason, decides to investigate the tunnel. I guess he's like one of those guys. Who finds I would have totally investigated the tunnel. Abandoned house. I would have been like, well, I made a wrong turn. No. Probably got yelled at by my wife. I'd have been like, you're right. Nope.
0: You gotta and, go with the tunnel. Uh,
1: they investigate the tunnel. They find an abandoned theme park. One of the many abandoned theme parks built in Japan in the 90s. They are... Hero's uh, parents are... You know, bestowed... Be, Took over by the smell of delicious food, mm-hmm. which they ravenously consume, and soon they become pigs. And it turns out this theme park is actually on the outskirts of this bathhouse owned by this. It's witch. like a
0: town. It's not even like a theme park. It's oh, like Baba. a Baba. Yeah, it's a yeah. town, an actual
1: town. But it has because it it looks abandoned because it is a bathhouse for the spirits. Ghost town literally yeah it goes like god town kind of almost the spirits of this area the spirits of japan uh run by umbaba the witch um and chihiro has to become a worker of this bathhouse as she attempts to reclaim her name which she gives away to umbaba to get a job and also to get her parents back from the pig Monstrosities they have become before they are consumed mm-hmm. by the ravenous, hungry spirits of the bathhouse. This film, just every every time you watch it, you can't help but be overwhelmed by it. Yep, you are consumed by every moment in it. I. For the first time ever, I watched this with the English dubbing, and it's still really fucking good. Have you ever watched it with the uh, English dub? Yeah. I always watched it watched with my it. kids. I always watched it with the subtitles before, because mm-hmm. I don't have any kids, ladies. Uh, unless you want kids, then probably don't. We're not, not <laughs> going to work. You do not have to say that. are not going to work out. Well, I'm, no, I want to I wanna let my audience know. <laughs> okay, yeah. Firmies, ladies Our, our have audience kids. is very concerned. Not in the oh, movie. Yeah, <laughs> whatever go. <laughs> go ahead i've always watched it with subtitles and for the first time um because i don't own this film so i had, had had to find a form to watch it in um this this time around i do have to do rectify that i have to buy it uh i watched a dub and i was impressed by how much still even with a dubbing you know it you think it would be something would be lost, but it isn't. It it just moves you in. You know, everything about this movie is in so many ways just entrancing. Mm-hmm. It is a I don't want to say it has a musicality to it, it just has it has a spell to it. Things Definitely casts work. a spell. And even in the simplest, smallest moments when um. you know, Chiharo's kind of going around trying to look, talk to uh, Kamaji, you know, e- even like watching Kamaji as he works his magic and you get a long sequence of watching coal be thrown mm-hmm. into a fire. You just want to keep watching it. Yeah, yeah. You want it to keep going on and on and on. Or even later on, like the, the, to me the most amazing scene of this film, just from a visual standpoint, of like that "Quote unquote stink spirit," trudging in a long sequence. And this is a long movie. This is a 125 minute long film.
0: It feels like it. It doesn't it does. feel. It, does. it doesn't like race past, yeah. but you never feel like you want it to end. But you do feel like you've been watching. Like, it's a something kind of it eternal. Feels like a meditation yeah. almost.
1: Like you, it, it, it rests in itself, and, and it takes a long time to get there. But the entire time, it 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 keeps you at this sense of calm and sense of, of emotional ease. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the, my favorite scene, just that it's a, like I said, a long scene where that kind of like stink spirit kind of trudges his way into the bathhouse. And it turns out he's like a, you know, a lake river, like yeah. or river spirit, um, you know, like the long shot of just cleansing him and pulling out all the trash and the dirt and the grime and the bike parts and the tires from him, And he was reinvigorated all of it it just so consumes you um and i find it it's frustrating in so many ways as a film because there's so much there of of japanese culture of japanese idea, of ideas of of presence of moments that that, that you don't get as a western i don't get as a western viewer mm. um you know they require a depth of knowledge does that make you that makes you feel weird though Frustrated in the sense of like I wanna
0: I wanna oh, live in
1: this film is no I just want to live even further in this film. See
0: that's the thing because I kind of feel the same way, but that doesn't frustrate me. I don't want to say frustrate. Frustrate doesn't. It like, actually con- it makes me it actually draws me further into the film. I would agree. No, because I, I, it it makes um, it's, like, it's so mysterious. It's like got that perfect. Qu- I mean, it's the perfect. And I mentioned when I talked about this, I talked about it in regards to my kids. Um, it's like the perfect distillation of what it must feel like to be a kid where everything is super scary but also super um, and I wish I was saying this more eloquently it's scary but also uh, just flat out amazing magical yeah and you also feel like you can literally do anything and and you have the right to do anything and you can walk on all the gutters and you can never fall down and like you can do everything perfectly You you can it's, Run across a a pipeline and, yeah, you know, and break just, the pipeline, but you get to the ladder, and it's it's really scary. But it's also just like you just have to do it, and you want to go over there, and you help, you just want to see what's next. And like I've been playing, me and um my little guy have been playing Final Fantasy VII, and um I've been talking about um Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. And One of the cool things about them is like you can go into all the towns, you can go into all the rooms, you can talk to all the people, and like the world is. You know, almost as endless as you kind of want to make it, because there's all these corridors you can go down, you can go here and you can go here, and there's all these side quests, and you get that impression with this movie is that there's, if she had gone through a different door, there would have been a different character. You know what well, I mean? That's the thing. There like, like, would have been a different so adventure.
1: There is. Um, I, I just saw this for the first time. Ona Miyazaki's first films is Lupin the Third. Like right. when I was Lupin the third features, and there's a very similar presence of like a major castle in front of the small town. Um, You know, the bathhouse representing the major castle, uh-huh. Um, and the you know the town being just the, the shops in front of it. And like Lupin and his assistant are kind of like in the shops, and it feels so lived in. And it's like you know you eventually get to the castle and you see all the intricacies of the castle, but it's like you you open a door and this is what this is and that's what that is and like that's what that is what is the the presence of this film is it is magical in the sense of it does capture the fear of, of kids like when Chiharo is going down the stairs and I love that scene man. terrified of going down the stairs and yeah, as a kid you were like going down you know perfectly fine set of stairs was a nightmare story you know you just didn't want to go downstairs and all of a sudden she starts rushing down the stairs because she slips and trips and but she's fine. She makes it all the way down, you know, she, she stumbles
0: into the wall, but she's okay. But like why does that Because I agree with you, that's like a that's a brilliant fucking scene. Um why does that scene work so well? Part of me thinks it's because you go from like the hustle and bustle of like the house, and she's kind of thrust outside, and now it's all the way dark, and there's that mist, there's no banister, so it's just like openness on the side of the house. But it's a cartoon. So should you feel the same kind of tension that you... Like we talked about Ad Astra before when he fell off the fucking antenna. And it's just like loose... He's just loose in the air. You know what I mean? But you kind of feel that way too when she steps on those stairs. Like, she's just... She's just loose. She's just out there. And like, what's gonna happen to her? Like, when she... You know, and then she... Like you said, she falls on the stairs and she, nothing happens to her. But it feels like anything, anything could happen to her. her. Yeah.
1: And that's the thing. That's, that's what it is. Is like a present sense of danger but still it's, it's got the, the magic kind of quality of, of the cartoon.
0: And now it's interesting to compare this movie to like other animated features that people hold in really high regard because they don't really have that same quality to them. There's like a predestination to... I, I always feel like there's a predestination to every animated movie. You know what I mean? And I think it's one of the reasons that people respond so um, viscerally to like Toy Story 3 where it seemed like those toys were going to die. It seemed like we were really going to watch toys die. You know what I mean? And that's, that and that's, seemed like a, re- a real thing. And I wonder
1: if that's that the plays into the mystery of it. So, the fact of, so we don't understand anything, uh, any of the, the folklore or the mythology of, of, of the world we're in, mm-hmm. you know, just as plain Western viewers. So at the same time, because it's cloaked in this confusion and mystery, you don't know what the expectations are of the tropes of the feature. You know, you think she's gonna get out of the situation and she does, you know, mm-hmm. like like everything's hunky dory except for the movers are probably really pissed because it's been two days. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> all their shits out front just getting rained on. Uh but because of that you don't know where it's gonna go. You don't yeah, you don't you necessarily use... know if her parents gonna make it out or if she's going to make it out, or if her is going to be fine. You don't know. You know, so it has, it's veiled, it's like, you have that expectation, it's like childhood again. It's, you have the expectation built in that if you do the things you're supposed to do, you know, you, she does the processes she's been told uh-huh. to do, things are going to work out. But as a kid, you always go, but what if? Yep. What if this doesn't work out? And, with that being under that veil of mystery, it it works so well. Um, on the same point, as a, a meditation uh, and, and just being such like a compelling story uh, for for child for a child, but also like moving you into a sense as adults of of childhood wonder and danger. This is a profoundly great like environmental piece too. Mm, like yeah. one of the most probably one of the maybe the best environmentalist film like for me um in the sense that it 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 fills you with an obligation um you know has has children any of the present dangers or any of the present messages you hear of obligations and 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 things you have to do feel like they have real importance and you know how she cleans out that stink spirit turns out to be um you know, that that like river, the river spirit, mm-hmm. you know, like you get a sense of like, oh, like re-polluted it. Or when you find out that Haku yeah, is yeah. really just, like... just the, you know, brushed over river that's become an apartment complex, you know, apartment complexes, you really get a sense of like, oh, what the fuck have we done? And and, and you know, this film like does those things of, of environmentalism and especially like the ideas of, you know, the push of, of, the the impression of of you know reformed japan um you know like we've talked about like ozu and some of the um you know like tokyo story and the reformation of japan and, and its growing reformation um, but i think this is kind of that that question that like this has a lot of presence of mind of you know post 80s and 90s japan which had finally found its feet back as like technological powerhouses but with that came that influx of capitalism and you know you get that no face creature, which is just the ideation of the capitalist force. You know he's handing out, he's you know he's kind of like led in by good intentions because he seems innocent. He's living out you know yeah, kind of yeah. gold and whatnot. People are entranced by the gold. He just consumes. It becomes bigger and consumes and consumes and consumes, and it's destructive
0: devastating force. But... Until the gold, like, loses its value. Right, but, like, so to that end, um, no face is still, while it is a destructive...
1: But it has a value. It still has value. It just loses
0: its way. Not that it ha- Yeah, it has a value, and it loses its way, but it's... In and of itself, it achieves a kind of sadness that a metaphor for a capitalist entity would not, in a normal movie, be allowed to uh, to have. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it says because, because there's an. Shohro uh, un-
1: says says he's hurting. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, he
0: doesn't want to do what he's doing. It's to, just he's drawn to do it. Which always puts into my mind the sense that like we don't like we understand the river spirit got dirty pollution. We understand, um, Haku, you know, globalization. Capitalism building an apartment building over river, like we forget the things we forget the things we are supposed to remember. We still don't really know anything about the no face. And even though the no face brings its own brings a kind of destruction with it with the gold, it's its sadness is is real and is might be representative of a bunch of unknown like feelings. And, and like, an unknown destruction that, like, we can't fully perceive yet. You know what I mean? Like, we're doing, if it's, like, that kind of allegory, then we're doing things that we can't all the way know. And we think we know it because it looks like gold. We think we know who it is, but in reality, we don't really know very much about it. And, I mean, it points to the Ad Astra thing again. Where, like, we think we've got a really good handle on something, but in reality, we don't have any, like, we don't have any kind of handle on it. And it's in. Uh, that's why, the, like the the, you know. The almost ballad that gets written of the no face in this movie, of of he goes from X and he you know ends up at Z, at Z, um, is just one of the is always one of the most moving experiences you know, in movies. Yeah, exactly. Me. That transformation and I- where he starts and where he ends up is just so powerful and sad and. and like overwhelming,
1: and and, and I think that's, that this is a, such an interesting thing about this film is is you know even Ubaba, who, in a lot of ways, kind of represents the the influence of of Western ideas into the East. Like you know she yeah because she's she's very Western looking. Yeah. Uh, her the the core and all that of her, of the, the top of the tower is very kind of like European influenced. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of looks like his imagination of Switzerland in, in uh Kiki Loop in the third, Loop in the third, also. But well, Kiki Kiki Delivery
0: Service is also a a reimagined Western European city. Yeah,
1: Um, just it's it's just so great. Uh, But um, like, even she's not necessarily a villain. Like, like everyone has their intentions and where they came from. They have their purposes and their reasons for being there. But it's just this collision of ideas, you know, and, and misunderstanding. Of ideas and misunderstanding of the generational gaps. I I know Miyazaki said like, you know, like a lot of the, the ideas and presence of this film was that like in his like and his, like grandparents' times they believed that the kami, the spirits, were like everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, existed in everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that kind of was like lost in his in his time. You know, that the spirits yeah, weren't yeah, yeah. anymore. Like in the influence of maybe not even religion, but the influence of just just the ideas of the time and the advancement of science. But he's like, you know, bring. Re- the thoughts that, like, you know, with that came a loss of, like, environmentalism, a loss of, of sanctity in the world around you, and, and maybe there needs to be a return to that. Um, you know, the parents becoming literally, like, just constant consumers, mm-hmm. um, being transformed into pigs because of that. You know, like, there's so much profound value than that, but it's, it ultimately works so so well because it never preaches it. It no, never, no, it no, never no, no, becomes no. preachy. It retains its innocence. It retains its its quality as fable.
0: Well, that and good. that's
1: that's so paramount. Like somebody's yeah. You, know, you look at Ferngully, and Ferngully becomes this preachy monologue. We're gonna look at Ferngully. Yeah, I I move some more stuff around. It's now my, my number seven. <laughs> <I'm> gonna knock <laughs> that off. Sorry, Spielberg. Ferngully. Uh, the last n- another hint, voice. guys. Number seven, Spielberg. Um, um, we're gonna put Ferngully. But, but to right that
0: there. point, like, so they let every, you know. What I perceive as one of the most profound scenes in the history of film is like the train scene with the no face just skating across the water. There's no, and I don't want to keep talking about like comparing this to Ad Astra because they don't compare. But Miyazaki, James,
1: he, James, Gray, if he was listening to this podcast, though, definitely would has. be like, "What? Yeah, I, like, no, do please do." do.
0: He doesn't. Miyazaki never. He doesn't lean on anything. It is a pure, visual, emotional experience. So he's he's got the whole movie to this point, and then they get on that fucking train, and it is, uh, you are just awash in all of these different feelings that you're getting through orally, through your ears, and visually, like, through... Or, orally through ears? Orally. A-U. Hey, oh. Orally. Got it. This is like a Nevada, orly. Nevada conversation. I say orally. Orally. Because orally would o- orally. I say orally. Orally. Huh? I'm gonna title this episode orally, orally, orally. Um, Ironly. You're getting that. You're getting that emotions sensually. You're not yeah. being told. Please feel this emotion now. You're being showed it, not told it. Exactly. Like a dinging as the door closes. and Instead of a please keep your hands and feet in, please step away from the yellow line, it's please feel the following emotion. Chihara wasn't like
1: a psychological
0: evaluation, my <laughs> heartbreak. You was know, you know, not like... I
1: really miss my parents. No I face, my like,
0: feelings are emotionally complex. I don't
1: know if I miss my parents. I've been told all my life I should miss <laughs> my parents.
0: Yeah, what the hell is that?
1: But yeah, no, just just... It is the best example of fable of of film fable to me. Um, The innocent film fable, like like a like a pure tale to like to tell a child. Yeah, this is this is a film at like age five, even though it's got some like five or six. I'd show to to my kid.
0: Yeah, it's got some it's got
1: some violence. It's got. I've got getting a paper cut and being yeah, but it never feels cut in
0: half. Quite and Haku gets really cut up by those those paper birds, but it never feels exploitative. So it's never gratuitous. It's never gratuitous. It always so that's the thing. So even when you're watching it, even if you're a kid, when you're watching it, you feel like unless
1: you, unless you don't like radish spirit skin, in which case you yeah. find it really exploit It's sexploitative at that point.
0: Yeah. you um you feel like. There's a reason you're you're watching it. You know what I mean. It always feels like there's a reason for everything. You might not know what it is, but like you can sense it. Yeah, and if you're and when you're a kid, like when you're young, it's
1: so kinetic. Like even when things aren't moving, there's so much energy. Well, and and that's it, and it, that's like I said for a movie that's 125 minutes, and it feels that at times. You always have something to look at,
0: and it's so funny, Mar, that you're saying that because it, it plays exactly into what I said when I was the was, was gold star point. Um. It points to what I was saying to tie our conversations together is that um, I'm less interested in my own feelings about it now. Like, I want to see it again in, like, two years through my kids' eyes. Eye. But I'm, I'm, um, interested to, I'm interested... Has the boy seen it? Yeah, the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the man, boy. I feel like it's a Tommy reference. Um... He's seen it though too. Right? Yeah, he's. That's the thing. So he was he was five when he saw it, and we, yeah, so we mentioned this, in, in and episode. we all just kind of sat there, like, like nobody said anything, nobody got up to do anything, nobody said like, oh, this is scary. Nobody said anything. Everyone was just kind of like sitting there, like dumbfounded, like what is this thing? Which just kind of led me to believe, like, it's, it's gonna have, it's gonna come back to them. You know what I mean? It's not going to be a thing that is easily easily lost, and I feel like they've moved away from Kiki a little bit. Um, They were big Kiki. I feel like they've moved away a little bit from Ponyo, even though Ponyo was a beautiful fucking movie, Um, and even like a little bit from Totoro. Like they love the idea of Totoro and they love Totoro. They love what Totoro represents, but like as a movie, I feel like they're not like they get Totoro. You know what I mean? They underst- they've they been in the woods, and they've found hidden paths, and they've found, like, at the Brooksvale Park in Hamden, there's these huge bushes that are so big um, that you can go inside of them. There is- actually, there's a state park in Norwalk that's attached to, like, an old house, which has this massive tree, which has branches all the way around it, Mario, go, like, to the ground, so you walk inside of this tree, essentially, they know what that feels like. Um, that kind of hidden mystery of, of nature. You know what I mean? Those moments have not resulted in uh, the revelation of a Totoro. But they know how it feels to kind of part leaves and to see like the world from a different perspective. They're never going to know what Spirited Away feels like. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of how I feel as an adult and... But I can't really imagine what that must feel like as a kid. Maybe it was like how I felt when I watched like Labyrinth or something, which is not on my list, but which is like one of the movies that would probably be my on my one fifty. Like I'm never gonna know what this feels like. This is a world which I'm never going to experience. Yeah. Um Labyrinth was terrifying. So I didn't connect with it as deeply as like someone might connect with Spirited Away. But Spirited Away is so its emotions are so deep that um, you can kind of take it with you forever. And like you said, just to keep going back to it and like pull a new thing out of it that you're just kind of like, I don't get this, but it's really moving it the shit out of It doesn't me. matter. And maybe, yeah. and so those movies like, if
1: I'm lucky enough to live to 60, I have have seen... God forbid. Several... Uh, okay.
0: Don, or, Don Jr.'s junior, term. Yeah. <laughs> no, just regular Donald. He'll survive that. Oh my summer. God. Um... He'll be
1: help him being peached seven times that point. Uh, I think he could be like the first. Let's hope he Peach gets
0: impeached more, more than once, more than once, or more than seven times in fifty years or
1: thirty years. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, but it's one of those movies that that you could come back to as an old man or an older man at sixty. I guess. Well, I feel it, like if, I we talk,
0: if we talk, if we decide to talk to about this in a couple, in like, in like, uh, in like, in. Uh, year. next year, and we were just like, oh, we just decided to watch Spirited Away again. We'd have like a kind of the same conversation, but also a different conversation. would be like, oh, this moment, which we didn't even discuss at all. and which if like, like this one or thing. like, if God forbid
1: I ever had kids, um, <laughs> I- I'm sure it'd become an entirely different beast for me. Yeah. Has it, has it probably become an entirely di- different beast for you? It was,
0: because I'm just, I'm viewing it through their, I'm just only viewing it through their eyes now. Like, it's still, I can still be moved by it, but, like, the whole time I'm just kind of like, I wonder what they do, feel. Do you like seeing the world through other people's eyes? I find it awful. Um, I like watching certain movies through, my, through other people's eyes. Because I think, I think my eyes are the best eyes. I need that, glasses. I need glasses. I, I should contacts. not. I wear contacts. I should not be doing the uh, volume of night driving that I do, probably.
1: I shouldn't tell the cops that. All the the Milford police that are listening to this podcast are going to drive up. Dear God. No, it's the Woodbridge police
0: with their Hummers.
1: No, the Hummers. They're armored Hummers.
0: This would be waiting for me. Which
1: are not good for the environment, probably, I assume.
0: They're definitely not, but Woodbridge feels very protected, I'm sure. They should probably watch the Hummers spirited away. They should. If you
1: want to get an armored Hummer.
0: Or if you were you currently driving an
1: Armored Hummer. pop up on the internet and look up an Armored Hummer to buy. And then after you're done with that, you can tweet us at twitter.com slash filmpivotal.
0: It's at the end of what you say. What? We don't have any other things? That's right. We don't have any other things. Or you can send us an email at pivotalfilmpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can go to pivotalfilm.com, which I have not updated in a while because I have been busy doing things. Um... And you can see a list of uh, the movies on our lists Up until, like, 79, probably. No, I think it's, like, 51. No, I did 50. I might have even done 49. Wait, you're like, oh, I did 48, too. Maybe. I don't know. This has really been, like, the longest fucking day. It's been a long week. It it has, but, like, I was saying to a kid, a 15-year-old kid at the library, I was like, you know how there are some days that feel like the end of, like, some something significant like a significant period of your life and you're like not sure what the next day is going to be like today feels like that for some reason like I just really have no idea what's happen- what's going to happen tomorrow how'd that 15 year old respond um he seemed cool with it he was like sir
1: I, I just want to <laughs> check out I
0: want to check out this book
1: Let's- no he was with it copy
0: of Barbed again <laughs> <laughs> the-, the Pamela Anderson movie uh huh Oh man, Mario, that was that was obscure. But <laughs> well, we knew. You know, that's why you and me do a podcast together because I knew what you're talking about. Um, or you can go, Jeb. Yeah, we also have um, lists of how to subscribe to us on various uh, uh, podcast subscription services. And um, you cannot see our Instagram because we got rid of that. Just just
1: in case you were wondering if we decide are not getting we're not, getting, back we're not getting it back.
0: We're not getting it back. Are you going to do it back? No, God no. Good. What would I do with it? Alright. Uh, I don't know. What would I do with that? I gotta take a picture of this beer. I haven't taken a picture of the beer in a while. Oh, jeez.
1: A mess. Falling apart here. Ugh. The world's on fire, Tom. And all we have are movies. So drink a beer. Do a movie. I'll we'll talk to you next. Tom's broken. That's why I'm doing the finish.